Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of the land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, past, present, and emerging. Salad or Dolly, threw a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly, we're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather, together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Oh, what a tune, what a tune, Eskimo bells up in Iceland are singing. I know so many standards, you know? What's your, what's your favorite? Why are they called standards? Are they all like standards are just considered all those songs from the 40s and 30s and 40s and 50s? Yeah, I don't know why they're technically called standards. I mean, they've become the American songbook, like it's become just sort of part of the culture in a sense. But I know all of I don't know at what point, how did things get to a point where they became standards? Partners, the, you know, the Jewish dudes that wrote together. Love a couple of Jewish dudes writing a song. (laughs) Who were they? They were like, uh, um, like who was it? Well, Irving Berlin wrote a lot of them, right. didn't he? But you mean like Rogers and Hart, yeah, or that the, kind of those well, guys? Or? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm wish I could remember the names, but yeah, you're going through all these old journals for a project you're doing, yeah. And I know you came across a poem that you wrote when you were younger, oh, and you oh, were yes. talking about. <laughs> Well, Which I loved. Old, my first poem. Yeah, old people. Old people. I mean, I, iconic in our household. Yeah, well, because I was an, I just was an early adapter to being not, not ageist. I'm not, you know, into ageism. Like, I know you really dislike. You, you have a real when people put, when people like make fun of old people in yeah. a show or in a movie. You take offense to it, not because you feel old, but because you I find it offensive. Old, you find it offensive. I, I do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I recognize, you know how you write stuff, you must have this where you write songs or you've written things or you do stuff and it was, you look back and you're like, wow, I understood something that I almost don't know if I understood back then, but it was quite, you know, so at 10, I wrote a poem, like, I think I had to write one for school or something. And it was... Wait, are we going to, are you going to do a reading of it? Let's give it a bit more of a build up. Uh, Well, listen, let me first start. Like I loved my grandparents. Yes. I loved their friends. It was this... Little backstory. Jewish set, New Yorkers, all super characters, you know, from the Bronx and Brooklyn's and Queens. And they all, like, I just loved the vibe. It was very cozy to me. You know, I came, I grew up in LA and my mom was this single, it was sort of a, a single mom cool scene in LA. And so something about this generation, this it, it was, even though it was totally crazy, Meshugana, I like loved it. it and, was, and in your inspiration as a child, of how old? Seven or eight years old? Well, maybe 10. 10. One day a poem came. Yeah. You were inspired. You were struck the way all great poets are struck yes. out of the love and reverence and the wonder at something in your own life. I you... guess I observed something yes. and this is it. And this is it. Here we go. And so uh, uh, please uh, enjoy Ioni Sky's reading of old people. <laughs> 
I like old people. I hope old people like me. When they are sad, I get mad. Some people think old people are not the same, but I don't complain because I like old people. <laughs> not a dry eye in the house. <laughs> I mean, later I wrote deeply more interesting and poetic. But you never topped it. Well, <laughs> I, might, I mean, I've, I'm a bit puffed up about my poems. I mean, I have other ones like I just uncovered another one. I've really, you know, in your 20s, I do, I'm a good, I do have some. Oh, good, I love your writing. But there was very, something about that one. Old was people. an early old people because I guess I recognize that they get thrown away at a certain point or that, you know, people don't like you know, mortality. They don't like, I mean, listen, I'm going through a whole thing with my mom and I think it's just, I don't like seeing her getting older. For example, she has a little hearing aid there. She had a little cut on her ear. She put a little bandaid on the ear. Couldn't take the combo. The hearing aid with the bandaid. No, I do not like it. You one or the other. I just like, it's too many, much, don't like it, too vulnerable. I, I I really, I mean, I love that she got the hearing aid because it's like, that's a vulnerable thing. I also thing. love that she got the Band-Aid because <laughs> once you've got a little sore, you do not want to get an infection. I You're know. exposed to the dirt. She is taking care of herself, but the combo looked too janky. I don't know what the word is, what it is. I just said, mom, ma, I call her because I'm, I am a, a the New Yorker by proxy. Mm-hmm. Ma, what's this? What's that? I'm sitting in the back seat of a taxi. What's that? She said, a little band-aid. I got a little band-aid. <laughs> sitting right next to the hearing aid. I'm like, ah. I just, I want, I don't, it's like, I want her to be when I, when she, when I was a little kid. So but you, you these mixed messages, the audience are getting mixed messages. You love old people, <laughs> yet old people should feel ashamed to be growing older. Listen, you know what I don't like? When people, when in shows they like about older people and they're gross sexually. Yeah, or I don't they're like that gross. Either. Like, you know. It's, it's very old fashioned, like 80s. Yeah, like a, I mean, not that I want to The old see, horny lady or whatever. I just don't like the putting down of the idea of older people being, you know, anything. I don't know. Just being grossed out by old people. I'm like, why? But being janky is a fair criticism. Only with my own mother. <laughs> okay, I gotcha. We have to discuss the fact that you did not like <laughs> Top Gun, that we just walked out of Top Gun 2. Okay. I I really liked the original and I really appreciated this one, it was shot beautifully. Okay, so I'm getting apologies already. You are the RBG of movie fans. You dissent. There is a public I'm not decision ag- that this is a great film, and you dissent. I'm not against Top Gun. I really, I, I loved. I was so. I, I, I loved all of the younger actors. The way they got the timing and the tone, and I really appreciated. Yet you walked out 45 minutes into the film. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what was going on. I mean, I, I I appreciate it. I mean, it was shot so beautifully. And I really love that it got that same rhythm and style. Well, these are all things you liked about it. But what didn't you like about it? I don't you, know. You... I mean, also, we were in the theater and there were the, a group of kids. Who, on acid. I don't know. I mean, that my theory was they were stoned and they were like, really rambunctious and kind of yelling and talking and they were kicked out. And then there was a couple who were having like a fight or I something. Know. It's just like back in America, like in the madness <laughs> of public spaces. Yeah. Um, I want to know why I 
walked out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if I, in popular culture, there is nothing that has proven it's possible to unify us. Any, any, in recent memory, the way Top Gun Two has. I mean, yeah, I, you refuse to be unified. I understand the nostalgia, and the filmmaking was currently really good. It wasn't just, you know, it didn't just get a nostalgic kind of vibe, and that's all it was, because it was great on on many levels. Like even the there was a football on the beach scene that was shot beautifully and it was really great and the editing I mean everything was really was there a perversion in disliking it like did you no, were you getting wasn't... off on it slightly no I just uh. like no I really don't know I'm disappointed in myself you should be disappointed in the film no it wasn't I... able to it didn't get you I mean I thought it didn't tug those heartstrings it didn't give you that fantasy that you needed yeah I don't know to be in a dogfight in the sky yeah I don't know what it was. Whereas, for some reason, we're watching Real Housewives um, season 11. We've never watched it before, and we've suddenly picked it up. I know. I mean, also, but what, going back to what we were talking about, there was, uh, uh, yeah, we were having an interesting conversation about uh, real acting and symbolism. I like and realism I, versus naturalism. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I can't get back there, Ben. Well, that was it. Was no, it was about abstraction because we were talking about how art that's in some ways the most powerful, I think, always has some abstraction to it. It's never what we crave. Yeah, just let me. I'll call you in in like five minutes. Can I do my part now? Yeah, do your part now. Hello. 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 How's it going, dude? Pretty, pretty good. Do you want to talk about your current horror movie obsession? Well, I wouldn't say it's an obsession. But it's a newfound passion for terrifying yourself intelligently. Not as much like, I don't like the ones that's like, I'm going to stab you, haha, you're dead. Because that's like not that interesting. Although I do want to watch like Psycho and stuff. But but that's great cinema. It's not just I like more cinema. ones that are like, more like psychological. So like what? What have you been, what have you been enjoying? Get Out. You slept at a friend's house and you watched Get Out and you texted me the next morning. That was the best movie I've ever seen. Yeah. That was awesome. What'd you like about it? Especially because Jordan Peele, he, everything is intentional. So you rewatch the movies over and over again and realize all these little things that connect. Totally. And that's just so cool. So would you recommend, so you've seen Us and Get Out, right? Would you recommend them both to just fans of movies in general or what, like how would yeah. you, who should see them? I think everyone. Yeah, everyone would like it. It's not too... Us was pretty scary, though. Us was not that scary. Here's what I want to watch. Yeah, what's on your list of upcoming? And which ones do I get to watch with you? And which one does Mama get to watch? You watch Hereditary with me because I heard that one's really scary. I want to watch The Exorcist. Great. I'd love to watch that with you. I was explaining that the symbolism was potentially... Someone said it was about girls kind of uh, going through puberty. Yeah. She's... The way that people put down sort of women's quote-unquote hysteria, it's sort of a symbolic thing for that, right? And aren't all horror movies sort of often about the awakening of teenage sexuality or young sexuality? Well, all of them was like they have sex and then they die or something. There's always, yeah. I mean, a Get Out, of course, is about a whole other thing. Did you understand the themes about race? Yeah. I understood it, but I can't explain it to someone else. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to do that. Because I saw other people, they were talking about, 
explained all the little details. Just like everything was intentional. Okay, what's an example? Like something for those of us that have not done a YouTube deep dive. Okay. Well, all the like pictures in the guy's apartment, it's like a kid wearing a mask to show like white people are hiding behind like the mask of black people. And um, also that, well, this one's more obvious. When they're all meeting him, they're all like checking him out and like they felt like- Are you feeling their muscles and, and stuff? And also the, the guy, yeah. Jordan Peele said that the reason that the guy was running, cause you know that scene where the guy runs past- Yeah. That guy um, is because that was the guy who wanted, who was the runner and the guy wanted to outrun the thing. Do you remember? It was just so many things that he would, but it's also really funny because he was reacting to theories about it. And some, was? Yeah. yeah. And some of them was like, um, one of the theories was like, the girl is wearing a white dress because it is like this and this. And he was like, it's just a f-ing white dress. I don't know who to know. I, some directors are like very like gatekeeping about it, but he was just like, no, that's wrong. Yeah, I meant yeah, that. Yeah, right. And when it was right, he was like, yeah, I meant to do that. Did that. <laughs> it was so fun. Should we have a theme song for these sections? Like Goldie's movie reviews? Well, I'm not going to do a movie review. Oh, maybe I should. You could. You could review a horror movie every week and oh, give a little yeah. report on it. That'd be And good. I'll do a full jingle. First, and we'll make a spooky jingle. Uh, what should I rate it out of? Traditionally, either five or ten. Or a hundred. Or you can do, like, I, one. there's a podcast called Trashy Divorces. And they do ratings it's a brilliant podcast about uh, relationships, but history. And it's this wonderful couple there. It's so brilliant. They have a whole episode on Dominic Dunn and it's so, so good. Goldie will need your full report on but Dominic listen, Dunn's divorces do, next week. One of the things is trash pandas is their thing. Like, cause it's trashy divorces. So how many trash pandas you get? Okay. Well, I'll, until now five uh, out of, out of, out of 100. Okay, out of 100. So it's a percent. You're going to give a percentage. Okay. I give Get Out like 99%. Oh, amazing. Amazing. The 1% is I don't even know. You're just giving room because you I'm haven't seen this. I'm giving room because I haven't seen this. You've got a whole lifetime of movies to see. Almost yeah. a perfect movie. And there's, so there's also, so you're going to see Psycho. The acting was incredible too. You're going to see Psycho. Just every part of it. I and love. I want you. And The Shining you were talking listen, about seeing too. Shining, I think next week I will I'll, review. The Shining. I'll either The Exorcist or Hereditary. Okay, amazing. Also, he, Jordan Peele loves uh, Twilight Zone. The, no, he also said, I he also love, said The I'm Shining like, he really yeah. likes. So maybe The Shining. Did he say he liked? Well, it'll be a little surprise. Did he say like Twilight Zone? It'll be a little surprise. Well, he directed, surprise. he cre- he redid the new, the reboot of it. Because I, I mean, I, I, from, from when I was. He was also like a comedian, right? Yeah. Like the Peely show? Kim, or is Kim that Peele. The Twilight Zone since I was little is mwah, love, love, love. Like there mwah. used to be a Twilight Zone marathon over Thanksgiving and my mom would always want me to help, of course, set up. And I was always like, the Twilight Zone marathon is on. I have to watch it. It's so fun. How does the Twilight Zone thing, thing go? It's, uh, beyond it is another dimension, an adventure not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Your next stop, <laughs> up, up, uh, the, uh, the, the, the signpost up ahead. Your next stop, the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Rod, Rod Sterling was a genius. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, my love. Love you. We got an in-house movie reviewer. I know. I love it. I love it too. 
yeah, I'm so glad she's finally getting into films because it's been years and years of kids shows and YouTube shows and, yeah. you know, that's all great and it's got its place. But, yeah, it's just nice to be able to share about something we care so much about on a very selfish level. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Beautiful babies, beautiful babies, beautiful babies. But when you started it with, we got a call. Oh, that was okay. The important <laughs> we got a call. Beautiful babies, beautiful babies, beautiful babies. Sung oh. to the tune by Hello, My Baby. I love we're getting theme songs for all these little sections now. Okay, so this is now every time we have a call, we're going to say, We got a call, beautiful babies, well, beautiful babies. I don't know if we have babies. to do that every time. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I like your enthusiasm. Here's but- the call. Hello, Ben. Hello, Ion. Is that how you pronounce your name? No. <laughs> I'm actually pretty new to you, too. Um, ben, I. You're very informal tone. Kind of a name connected to music and being famous and stuff. I'm somewhat of a mole lady. Um, Oh, oh, no mole, like, like underground I'm living in it. This is our first mole lady caller. in September. I'm down with the mole people. So I'm this middle-aged crazy bird lady living in some subsidised housing. A good socioeconomic background to this call. rainbow lorikeet. And I listened to Ben on a podcast, one of Will Anderson's ones. Yeah, on Heard about this, and that's why I'm here. Okay, moving it along. Aussies go up in the end of their sentences. And there's no urgency whatsoever. Here I go. Go for it. I'm ready. It's still quite early. And so I am attempting to not disturb my bird even though she's got two eggs so she's sort of hypnotized by her oh, all right come on know that come on i believe in you i believe there is a question or something in this mommy and a daddy to to make a baby sex ed bird she's got a bird excuse me put a bird on it she's having a sip of tea there's a she got you get parched with a long question like that creative professionals yep have another I sip. I yeah. this idea that's not original. Okay. I just, I've actually heard it in different forms. Love it. It's a reshare. It's a reshare. It's, it's a, a re- repost. Repitch. It's this idea of, an, uh, I claim that the arts okay. could be saved Ooh. through simulcasting. What? So you have a small audience that's very strictly COVID safe. Okay, watching a performance. The artist. Wait a co- and then someone's watching a performance. COVID safe watching. Broadcasted live online. 
It's actually okay, yeah, unheard of. <laughs> I believe that capacity is there already. She might not also, know about it. Um, if you check out the great shit that was made, um, it's on Stan. Okay. Oh, it's pitching a. It's Australian streaming network. Something or other. They drop cameras. What off. if this was sponsored like, content uh, from he Stan? Did Hughes, he did one. Hughesy. Like, oh, fantastic. And they just dropped the Husey. Husey. You know the comedian. He's on The Masked Singer, one of the judges. And they oh, yeah, he talks like that. You know, Love him. Yeah. So there's a lot of room for new creative invention. Oh, there's, there's got to be some creative invention in this call. Cast, <laughs> I think, is a very powerful way in. I don't get it, people but... people are lonely. Yeah? So, you know... I think that's why podcasts are so popular because that's probably you true. That probably true. Like feel like friends. they're in your ears, your friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the people you're but listening to. But this is so to. long. It's so long. I it could be shorter. I like her, you. but it's a very long call. I'm somewhat ahead of my time. It's not very satisfying because people <laughs> telling you shit that you knew 20 years ago is just kind of like, ah. Uh. Anyway. Anyway. Oh, okay. It's a long rant. Sorry. Oh, it was pretty appropriate. ASMR podcast. It was ASMR. Love yeah, maybe she could do an ASMR podcast. Bye. Uh, there's a lot I liked about that call. Um. I like how our Australians, I don't mean to sexualize, but sexy, like, what is that? It was like, a bit horny. Her voice was, I, I mean, I, in the I beginning I was a bit like, am I into this? I can't tell what's going on or am I nervous? I, I couldn't tell. Um, I think she just invented social media and YouTube. Which okay. is great. So she wants video or audio broadcast digitally out of people's <laughs> homes. I was so, so dumb. When someone was like, one day people will be watching movies on their computer. I was like, that will never happen. Like, I was so not, I was like, I didn't, I was, I was, I'm not good with. And now you're eating your hat. Oh yeah. People watch all sorts of things on yeah. their computer. Um, am I strange that I didn't understand that? That I'd, call? Yeah. I don't think anyone understood that call exactly. I don't know if we're going to get in a habit of playing very long calls like that. It was an experiment. Everything's experimental with this podcast. I like that she appreciates the pod and she opened up to us and was sharing her idea. Granted, it is an idea that, as she said, already exists. Um, still, it was, I, I, you know, I mean, she put people, some effort into it. People are lonely. She didn't wake up the parakeet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, uh, if you, maybe uh, not. I think do. if we edit it down, it'll be funny, actually. It'll just be her with the idea. What is the idea? The idea is um, simulcasts. What, what does simulcast mean? It means someone's broadcasting, I guess, simultaneously and multiple. What's the actual definition of a simulcast? A simulcast used to be like radio and TV. A simulcast is simultaneous transmission of the same program on radio and television or on two or more channels. So basically what will she's proposing is that what will save the arts is playing the same program on multiple channels at the same time. <laughs> Wait, saving the arts on multiple channels. What she says will say. I don't even get it. What do you mean? <laughs> what she's proposing is what will save the arts is simulcasts. <laughs> People. So you'd have, okay, um, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon will do something 
and it will be on TV. And at the same time, it'll be on YouTube. It'll be on the radio. Oh, I get it. It'll be on Instagram. Okay. And this will save the arts. Right. That's the idea. Right. Like, remember the Paul Simon, I get all the news I need on the weather report. Yeah. Don't know what that means. I love it. <laughs> That's the- isn't that what does that mean? Great line. Why'd you bring <laughs> Well, I don't know. You just said it's like. Well, no, you just I said guess. it's like you know that false really, like, What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what anything means. Love that though. And what does he mean? I get all the news I need on the weather report. I get all the news I need on the weather report. Oh Gotten all the news I need on the weather report. Um, beautiful right. song. Um, so you're getting really into DJing. Oh, Wait, I've what's that song? So I am the DJ. I'm what I, I am play. A DJ. Was that David Bowie? Yeah. Yeah. I love that because the sentiment is like, I am what I play. Yeah. Because it's like, I have a friend Frankie Inglesi. I also yeah. have a friend Frankie Puglesi, mm. a great writer. Inglesi. Confusing. Puglesi. Are um, they friends? No. Puglesi and Inglesi, have they ever met? Um, Surely someone at some point has gone Frankie Inglesi, Frankie Punglesi. Punglesi wrote Avenue U Boys, and he also went on a date with Madonna. I went on a date with him. He's so great. He is so great. Um, and uh, Frankie has had, he had has Soul Kitchen. He's still doing it. But like, yeah, when you're the DJ, but you're getting good. Oh, and I'm like, so, it's I so mean, late for me to pick up DJing. Well, like it's, we used to DJ, de- I've DJed, you've DJed, but like your dancing is getting better. <laughs> I've DJed just using like an iPhone or whatever, but now I'm learning to actually mix the but tracks and the BPMs are and all that. like not just older songs that, you know, our age group would know, but you like know. I love that music now. People aren't snobby yeah. about it. Like if a song is a banger, it's a banger. No matter if it's like we used to think certain songs like, you know, you had a Katie Lang song or Mariah Carey or whatever songs, like any song plus new songs and also deeply, deeply cool songs and odd songs. I reckon it's always been that way. It's just people used to call them guilty pleasures. Right. And then you hit a certain point where people stopped feeling guilty about it. Yeah. Now you can just play cool, you know. And, And really the whole Spotify streaming culture accelerated the disintegration of tribalism around music because you didn't have any context. Like the way we'd discover music was you needed like a gatekeeper to introduce you to something, whether it was someone who worked in the record store or an older brother or a friend or a cousin or someone with good taste, and they'd hip you to something. It was like a secret. Yeah. Whereas now people discover, I mean, Kate, you know, has she? she's been discovering stuff for years. It's like, obscure Brazilian music and stuff through video games that like, yeah, through video games that like, and then onto streaming that you would have never, she would have never stumbled across. And so it's all that tribalism is gone now. It's just. She's very sophisticated though. She found this amazing um, Cambodian surf rock that happened before, sadly, Cambodia had a terrible political situation, but there was this period where they had this surf rock in the 60s. Anyway, she's so cool, my teen. Yeah, Kate's got great taste. Um, but yeah, the DJ. But I am, I mean, I'm having fun. I'm having I fun doing know. it and I'm having fun. I've always loved turning people on to stuff. Like one of my favorite things was like, 
I remember like me and Jason Schwartzman used to do it a lot. Just sit with like a pile of CDs and play each other's stuff. We have to have a segment name dropping. Like, you know how like in Thought Spiral they have lol. It's our our whole life. Or they have like in Freedom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, because we name drop a lot. Name dropper. And like add like stacks of harmonies to it or something like that. But yeah, but Schwartzman also, how fun when you have someone, you just turn each other on to songs. And yeah. And people with good taste sharing things for each other back and forth is just so joyous. Oh, um, I, yeah. That was always, and that was always a big part of being a fan of things was sharing it with people. And there is something about just standing at the DJ booth, selecting the next song. And it, because of the context, I mean, I'm, I feel so silly. To, it's like, I'm talking about it. Like I'm discovering I know. an art form that has been appreciative. I'm, I'm, I'm not telling the audience anything they don't know, but there's something about the comparison of, the new context you create for a song based on what you've played before it. Yeah. That can make people hear it with new ears. Sure. So suddenly the song sounds different oh, than yeah. any other time you've heard it before. I know. Um, if any of you want to send in a voicemail that's maybe a touch more concise, you could get to the point slightly faster um, than she did. We edited I like that, that down. She was like really worrying about the lorikeet. I do feel like I'm, I'm, uh, it's a good lesson not to be. Like we we have two dogs and we sort of sometimes live a little too like walking on eggshells around them or just like yeah like it's all you know we're training them but like she was worrying about the bird like not you know it's good though birds are sensitive you should think about them <laughs> birds are sensitive that's I the mean, title for the podcast <laughs> uh, you can send a voice note to us at weirdertogetherpod at gmail dot com you can find us on our socials. You can say hi. Please rate and review this podcast if you've enjoyed it. If you haven't, please don't rate and review it. Just do it. Just the good reviews. That's all we're asking for. Good reviews. Yeah. Is that too much to ask I for mean, exclusively good reviews? It's a short and sweet podcast. What's no, not to like? No need to do. How you can know. you not like these punims? And we have to go on much longer to get some good content, though. We're man. already at. 45 no, no, minutes. No. But I think we should, we have to go. We haven't had enough good stuff. I think we had a few because we no, had Goldie's I movie disagree, reviews. I disagree, Ben. You always stop it too short and don't keep I have this to do the fighting. editing. <laughs> okay. Let me just add this. Beautiful babies, beautiful babies, beautiful babies. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.